times over the years. I mean, I've been doing this for you know about eight years now, and so over the over the years, I've definitely uh, uh, had kind of those moments. Uh, but I actually one time I went as far as I, I don't know if maybe a year or two ago I went as far as uh, putting in an application for uh, Best Buy. I don't know if you're familiar with Best Buy, but uh, uh, I mean I know you're Australian, but anyway, uh, but yeah, so. Um, uh, and I actually put in an application, and they accepted it, and they wanted an interview. Oh wow! And, and I wasn't—it wasn't that I was going to quit what I was doing. It was that I felt like I needed some separation because I, I work from home, and my—you know—we homeschool our kids, and we have four kids, and you know—and I just felt like I needed to be able to get out of the house and do something completely different. Just you know, oh, I don't know. And uh, and then I was it quickly dawned on me, what am I doing? You know, like, I, you know, I was going to have to actually like come in and work during times that I might not want to work or wear a uniform and get paid like hardly anything. And, and so I quickly, you Very know, considered. I don't know. I would, yeah. And I got, I got that out of my system, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was like, it was never going to happen, but I actually went through the motion. Hi, I'm Kath Hughes, one of the coaches here at WP Elevation. I'm also a WordPress consultant and designer based in Sydney, Australia. In this episode of the WP Elevation podcast, I had the pleasure of chatting with Eric Ham of Cobot Apps about the challenges of selling a WordPress theme and managing a community whilst remaining sane and profitable. I hope that you can stay with us. This is the WP Elevation podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this probably thousands of members all over the world but it still really is something that I'm very passionate about and, and of course if you join WP Elevation we make revenue and we make profit so it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it and partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. So Eric, welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. Um, for those who don't know, Eric has, is the um, dynamite behind the dynamic theme, which is a child theme for Genesis, and he's been reinventing WordPress and creating an amazing platform on top of which you can build websites without needing to code. Um, do you want to give us a bit more of an intro, Eric? I think things have changed a little bit since since then. What, what can you tell us? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean... Basically, uh, you know, I started back in 2009 uh, with a little free, uh, theme called Frugal, and then that transitioned over to uh, a framework called Catalyst, and that had a, a child theme called Dynamic, and eventually I ported that over to um, a Dynamic child theme for Genesis when that be started becoming really popular, and eventually I uh, basically moved all over to, to Genesis at that point. Um, and um, since then, I mean, a ton has happened in the last two years. Um, so it's, but yeah, so that's basically what I've been doing, you know, over the last seven or eight years. 
Fabulous. And uh, you've got a, a bit of a posse, haven't you? Um, four children? Did I read that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, yeah, yeah. Four kids. Uh, we have um, uh, four boys, all four, and they're uh, from from baby up to seven. So awesome. So that's all happened yeah. in the time that you've been coding as well. Exactly right. We I had our we are we had our first um, boy uh, or child uh, when I like basically a few months after I came up with frugal. So yeah, it's pretty much the whole time we've been having babies. So. <laughs> It's got a job you got to do there, right? And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that puts you in an interesting position. You're obviously working from home, um, and um, you know, you've you've been growing something. Um, can you tell us, as a theme developer, what are the the biggest challenges that you're facing in 2017 in the world of WordPress? And as a developer sure. and as a freelancer, sort of talk us through it. Yeah. Well, I mean. Um... There's no doubt that, uh, like I said, a lot, a lot has changed. I mean, I could go through the history of the last eight years of like the, the huge shifts that have happened. Um, you know, obviously anything from you know responsive design was a huge thing. You know, several years ago, and you had to, everything had to become responsive. And then, um, uh, you know, theme frameworks, parent theme, child theme. Uh, you know, then specific fr frameworks. You know, like I said, Genesis became kind of the, um, uh, the, the framework that everybody seemed like they, ha they had to have or whatever. Uh, but the, what the last year or so the huge explosion has been page builders like page builder plugins um that's been the real big thing um I, i've developed um uh, the Beaver Extender plugin for Beaver Builder. That's kind of become the big, uh, um, you know, page builder plugin. And I think the reason its popularity has gotten so big is because it uh, tends to be um, the most compatible. It um, doesn't use short codes. So if you deactivated it, it doesn't leave you with just a mess of short codes. And they've got a huge community of, of people that develop. I've worked some with the developers and, um, you know, they're really good guys and stuff. So uh, it's, one of those things where uh, people are more and more kind of going in that direction, wanting to kind of get on the front end and drag and drop and and kind of build, you know, point and click type stuff. So that's been a huge transition because, um, you know, more and more stuff is going from back end to front end. And that um, really changes the way you you code the theme, the way you present the UI and things like that. So um, that's definitely been a huge shift uh, for the last year or two. Yeah. So, I mean, we're very familiar with Beaver Builder. I use it on my sites and a lot of our members use it on their sites as well. The guys over there are doing a fantastic job. Um, and I think, I guess, it, it poses for you guys the challenge also that in that um, – they're, they're producing a new solution for theming and how do you keep building your product to still be sort of necessary, I guess. Um, yeah. But going with the flow and actually providing solutions for it has been fabulous so far. So I've had a, had a look over your, um, your, your plugin for that as well um, and I'm very impressed. <laughs> um, but I think it's really good that people are moving in the same direction um, and, and actually like working together on it and, and getting to know each other rather than sort of fighting and trying to be nowhere bigger than nowhere bigger. So it's fabulous right. to do that. So Eric, we, we kind of know what you do um, and we'd like to hear a little bit more about what you've learned in your journey of getting to here. Um, folks who are listening in, um, there's no need to take any notes. You'll be able to download Eric's tips for managing a product-based community on our website at wplevation.com forward slash Eric Ham. So as we've said before, you're 
dad to four gorgeous boys and so now you doubt the time commitment is always a juggle how much time do you spend on the business now and how have you learned to kind of find that balance yeah well you know it's interesting uh you know with each child you know uh you've got that you go through the baby stage you know so you go through this period of about a year where you're just not getting any sleep um and uh so that really poses a challenge. I, I take naps in my office, on my office floor, you know, a lot uh, because I'll go, I'll hit a, a few hours of like intense coding. And then all of a sudden I'll just, it'll just hit me that I, you know, I had like three hours of sleep the night before and I'll just, you know, conk out on the floor for like 45 minutes. And then, you know, so it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, it's also kind of nice because it really, the freedom that you have when you work, you know, in uh, kind of online and, and you have that, you kind of work when you want to work and when you can work. Um, it gives you the ability to really kind of uh, form your, your business around your family's needs instead of what you would do in a typical job, which is, you know, formulating, you know, basically your family kind of has to uh, submit to the needs of, of whatever job you're working at or whatever. So um, it's definitely been a challenge, but you just kind of find a way to make it work and, you know, you do it. So so can I can suggest you get a couch for your yeah. office, dude? <laughs> you know, it's not, <laughs> not so bad. bad. As long as I've got <laughs> something that I can ball up and put my head on. Not even uh, a yoga mat? <laughs> Christmas present, wifey, yeah. Christmas present. Yeah. Um, okay. No, that's that's fair enough. Look, I know uh, personally I'm a parent as well and I have definitely had those moments where, um, you know, the juggle is that the time, that only time that exists to actually get the work done is in when they're asleep and when time doesn't usually exist for other people. So I have, I'm, I'm more of a, a an early riser, so 3 a.m., is my get up time if I'm going to sort of put in some extra hours. Um, but I know that, yeah, you just kind of do what you need to do in that respect and keep, keep yeah. trying to justify it. <laughs> so um, if we can move on a little bit to actually the community aspect of things and, um, and just the logistics of being a theme owner, um, this is kind of a two-pronged question. How do you look after support um, for your licensed customers and how do you support the community where some of the people may not even be customers of yours they're kind of just like looking for information how do you kind of manage that and, and if if you can sort of share maybe how much time that takes up in your week yeah so I'll run so let me kind of explain the the things that have changed over the last couple of years and explain what I've done so um, when I first started, the big thing was you had uh, you had your product, and then you did all your support in a forum. You know that was kind of the big thing. There was it was you know the support and forum were kind of just like one word. And um, uh, and um, but over time, more and more people started shifting over to email support and kind of phasing out their forums. Uh, and uh, you know I think one you know one of the reasons is they have more control over the conversation. Uh, the, you know forum threads can get out of control. Um, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to um, kind of control who's logged on and who's not and who, do they have a license and all that kind of stuff. So um, also half the time, you know, people post a question and then you're like, hey, I need your login information. Can you send me an email? You know, and it just kind of saves a step. Um, but uh, so basically what, what we, you know, what we ended up doing a couple years ago, which is what a lot of people did is moved over to Help Scout, which, you know, is a popular email uh, kind of support and they've got dot, you know, you can do knowledge based stuff and everything. But our, our community was kind of like, 
you know, okay, that's fine, but we really love having a forum, uh, you know, just even to connect with each other. So I basically kind of reopened our forum and called it the uh, Cobalt Apps Community Forum and made it real clear, this is not a support forum. We may, we may throw some support in there, but for the most part, this is for you guys to kind of help each other out. And that's worked out really well. It's kind of given it's been the best but best of both worlds and so now we do most of our support through um help scout uh but uh, i'll pop onto the forum occasionally and you know answer some questions but there's a lot of great people in there that help each other out as far as people that don't have a license or have questions usually we either get direct emails or they post in the forum because anybody can register in the community forum uh or uh which you know which probably surprise you is um you know we i interact with a lot of people on facebook and uh twitter and things like that yeah, you know, no, which seems is, to be the yeah. done done thing doesn't it um yeah do you so do you have a separate so do you find that the sorry the community and the support have come together in that community forum and so you're actually in a way you've actually reduced the amount of like simple tickets that you're having to to answer because the forum and the like the support and the community are kind of one and the same. Yeah, yeah. So so check it out. So basically, what you know, when there was the support forum, it's kind of like it was a you know everything was right there, and I think that's what made it kind of difficult to to um, separate those kind of basic questions that anybody could answer and the ones that really should be in front of you with taking your time. And so basically, what people have learned over the last couple of years is to kind of layer your support. So you know you know you've got basically the community forum where people generally just pose those simple questions. They can answer it for each other. Um, there's a person that kind of end up naturally becoming sort of a moderator, and so she does a really good job of helping out with that. And then the next level is you can just contact us directly through our, our contact form if you've got like pre-sales questions or whatever. And then the, the the main one, of course, is you log into your account page, and there's a big you know uh, contact form at the bottom. And the only way you can access that is if you have an active license and everything like that. So you can contact us through that. We get your license information through Help Scout and everything, and then um, and then we can you know help you directly. So by the time somebody comes to one of our support people or myself or whatever, they've usually got a question that actually needs our attention, and we can address it right away. And we're not distracted answering those com common questions and stuff in the forum and everything. It is actually community building. People love to be generous. Um, oh, do people love to be generous? People are naturally generous when they're. They're le when they've learned from other people themselves. And so I think it's like, it kind of, the, the community stuff, it kind of builds on itself um, in that people who have asked a question and got an answer, then go back in there and if they see a question they can answer, they'll answer it. And it kind of, they, they feel like they're being useful and they're also giving a little bit back. And I think it also models right. what is going on with um, things like the, the um, Genesis um, theme as well, is that, you know, you're built on top of the Genesis um, theme. So you've got um, the backing of the fact that their their community support is so strong as well. And people have already kind of learned to look after each other a little bit. Um, so that's right. really helpful as well. Um, thank you for revealing that. Do you actually have a team over there now? Yeah, well, uh, really, it's basically myself is the main person, uh, obviously. And then there's, uh, there's one guy, David Mayfield, who's been with me from the very beginning all the way back to the frugal days and pretty quickly wanted to kind of help out. And so he's been, um, he's been kind of a, you know, 
small paid staff who just kind of manages that kind of stuff. Um, there's been a few other odds and ends, you know, people that have kind of helped out, but for the most part, it's just been kind of me and then David. And like I said, there's a, uh, Sylvia is in the forum. She, uh, she's just a, a member who's, you know, been helping out a lot. And so she kind of became a moderator and things like that. Like you said, uh, people just kind of naturally, you know, want to be, you know, want to help out. And then I just try to make sure if, you know, like with David, for example, it got to the point where I started kind of paying him because he was being so consistent and helpful and everything. So uh, it kind of worked out for both of us. So. Oh, we like that. Yeah. We like that. I guess when you've got people who become staff because you're, they're enthusiastic, they're the best, the best kind of people to have on your team. I think that's right. how I ended up being a coach at WP Elevation, just quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I love too that you've you've moved to Help Scout too. It's such a great product, um, and even if it's at its small level, um, it looks after small teams as well as big ones. Um, very impressed with it. So, I'm going to ask a little question. Um, it might see seem controversial but answer how you can um how often do you review customer licensing for the theme and um so in terms of like what people pay and who gets to use it and and have you ever had pushback from the community um with that and how do you kind of deal with it sure yeah well i think the the biggest concern when we were transitioning was the same problem that everybody had to deal with. So, like we talked about the changes that have happened. That was one of the major changes over the last, you know, several years is licensing. Everybody realized this is not going to be sustainable if we're not, uh, you know, if it's a one-time purchase and then they you know, support them forever. Um, so, uh, you know, I know Woo Themes transitioned over license and they had a huge pushback and, uh, you know, and several other people. So that we did like, we did the chain transition shortly after Woo Themes. And so I kind of saw what happened there and, and um, and so I recognize that the, the biggest pushback was the people that purchased and with the idea that it was a lifetime license. And then they're told all of a sudden, well, it's not really a lifetime license. Um, so I even though I knew it was going to be not maybe the best business decision in the long run, it really, you know, it's kind of, you know, it could go either way. Uh, I decided to just go ahead and just say, hey, you know, not only is everybody who has already purchased, they do have a lifetime license. But then I basically gave like a two week window and said, if you want to buy into this lifetime license, you can go ahead and do it. Um, And of course I had the biggest month I've had in my entire life, of course, uh, which, you know, at the time was great. Uh, But uh, in the long run, you know, I mean, I'll tell you, there's, there's thousands of customers that would be paying me potentially yearly who won't ever pay me for dynamic or, or extender or whatever. Um, and that's kind of the price you pay for that. But what it did is it alleviated the biggest potential pushback was those people saying, Hey, you, you know, you changed what you said. And so we just decided not to make that, make that change. So there really wasn't any controversy after that. Cause you know, anybody after that, there's nothing that they could say at that point. Cause I gave every possible opportunity uh, to go ahead and do that. So, you know, that's kind of that. And like I said, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I've mentioned this in other interviews and stuff. Um, that was a, you know, I sometimes question that decision because even though I know at the time it might've been the, most honorable thing to do or whatever business wise. I mean, I know that, um, that's that I've taken a big hit, uh, you know, cause we're talking about thousands of potential licenses that yeah. ultimately were kind of grandfathered in. Uh, but, but that's the decision I made. And I, you know, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is I always tell myself is if, if your business isn't successful because of one thing like that, then, you know, you've got other problems because, you know, there's many ways to, to, 
to profit from, you know, honorably from a community. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I think that was, um, you know, I, I've seen this play out in a few different businesses. And I mean, as a customer of Cobalt at the time, that was fantastic for me. I actually was one of the people who threw some more money to make sure that I had both the plug-in um, and the, the extender. Um, so the, the, the child theme and the extender as well. Right. <laughs> um, and I remember sending an email out to heaps of my buddies telling them to get on board in that two-week period. So I don't know if that helped or hindered you, but I was very thankful for the opportunity to do that. And I've been a loyal customer ever since. So um, still point people in the direction of Dynamic, teamed with Beaver, teamed with Genesis and, and don't look back. Um, so I guess that's always going to be a big strategic decision to make. But I think um, in your case, it, it sounds like it was the right move for you. Um, you've still got a, a roof above your head. Maybe not a couch in your office, but, you know, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really interesting, though. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I want to ask too, have you changed your processes and workflow much that, since you started? Um, I guess there's been s significant technology changes since you started um, theming. Um, but what changes sort of made the biggest difference in your business and in your time management? <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, one of the things, you know, I, we kind of already touched on this, but, you know, I used to spend several hours every morning uh, just going through piles of forum questions. And, um, and that took up a lot of my time when that's, that's where we did all those, you know, obviously the support and everything. And, um, and, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, in some ways that was actually a way for me to stay really connected with the community yep. because I was constantly like, you know, aware of exactly the questions they had, the, you know, even the little, you know, a lot of times, even the little questions that maybe could be answered by anybody, um, they, that keeps me informed of what people are, you know, wanting, what new features might, might need to become, you know, things like that. So, uh, but that's what I was doing. And I ended up kind of having to shift, you know, once your, once your membership, you know, surpasses, you know, 10,000 or whatever, you get to a point where you can't, you can't do that, you know, all by yourself. Uh, so, um, that when we shifted over to Help Scout, that really changed the way I worked. Um, I, I kind of worked more based on scheduling my time instead of kind of feeling like I was trying to you know, on the treadmill of the support forum, you know. And um, and so that was that was definitely a huge uh, transition. Um, another one would I would say uh, just from a development standpoint, and it may, this might not be relevant to too many like consultants or whatever, but I shifted everything to the cloud. Um, I'm actually on a Chromebook right now, as I mentioned earlier, um, and I'm I'm in kind of in transition with another computer that's that's on its way or whatever. But I've been using a Chromebook really as a primary machine for several months, uh, just as kind of a challenge to myself to see if I could do it. Uh, you know, a $300 Chromebook, you know, and, um, and, but what it forced me to do is move everything to the cloud. So all my development, for example, I do through cloud nine, uh, which has been great. Cause I just, you know, it helps me compartmentalize my different projects and yeah. stuff uh, a little, uh, easier, but also just, um, all the stuff that I do, it's just, it's nice to have the freedom to just pop to a different computer. And I just basically pop onto my cloud and I kind of just do whatever I need to do. So I, one of the things I've always loved about 
WordPress, um, you know, businesses and stuff, uh, especially development, is that it gives you the freedom. You know, I always tell people, you know, I have the ability to to work as long as I, you know, anywhere there's an internet connection, right? Well, w- moving to the cloud, it gives me the ability. I don't even have to be on my own computer. You know, I can just be on anything. So it's just kind of a, a nice uh, kind of freedom thing um, about about you know how I work or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, there's been so many changes over the last several years. Uh, I, I honestly, most of them have been family related. Like, we just moved uh, to a new city uh, about two hours away, and we did it right after we had our fourth child. And like, we've just—it's been insanity uh, over the last while. So I would say, you know, wh- one of the craziest things. Um, I also during um during the last four or five years i've struggled with uh something called and i don't mean to hopefully this isn't tmi here but uh it's called leaky gut and i'm sure a lot of people have heard of it but uh it's basically you know autoimmune you know issue where you uh it's usually triggered by like gluten or dairy or things like that um but what's funny and i think this is i think this is relevant enough so I'll, i'll share it anyway um I was, um, the other day I was actually, uh, looking through the Beaver Builder, um, Facebook group and I was just reading some of their posts. And then randomly I was, I looked at my plate of breakfast and I was like, you know, I'm going to take a picture of this and post. And I was planning on posting it on my timeline. I was going to, I was going to post about how one of the biggest changes I've made in my diet is changing, like completely getting rid of grains and just going with vegetables and things like that. And so my plate, you know, I took a picture of a plate with, um, you know, red pepper, carrot and avocado. And I was like, you know, here's my breakfast. And, you know, I used to have leaky gut. And one of the things that I did to heal it was to get rid of grains. And I post it, not realizing that I posted it to the beaver builder. And, um, and, and so, so all of a sudden I start getting all of these responses and they're all webs like web design related you know people are like you know making jokes and they're like you know talking about stuff like related to my products like somebody made kind of a comment about dynamic and 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 all of a sudden i'm like wait a second what's what's going on and um and so then i realized that i posted it there and so i i responded you know i was like oops you know my bad i didn't mean to do this but what's crazy is and i guess the point of me sharing this is um within like 24 hours there's like over 100 comments on that post and um and what was interesting is so many people were basically like, you know, I've had health health issues. I had leaky gut. I had this. I had that. People talking about their diet changes, people talking about like their struggles and talking about, you know, maybe what they did to do, you know, whatever. People asking about gluten intolerance and, you know, their children have it and all this different stuff. And and what what was interesting is that some, finally somebody asked, you know, why did somebody post this here? You know, who cares about this? This is not, you know, web designer or beaver builder. And a bunch of people were like responding saying, hey, if you don't have good health, you don't have beaver builder or, or you don't have your business. And I think, you know, the point that it kind of brought me to was, you know, you know, talking about, you know, what have you learned over the last seven or eight years or, you know, since you've been doing this and what are some tips or whatever. I one of the biggest things that I will say is everybody has their issues, you know, and whether it's family, whether it's health, whether it's financial or whatever. And I think one of the things that I know I struggled with over the years, and I'm sure you too, and anybody listening is there's a certain like fakeness with, you know, with like the, you know, anything like this, whether it's social media or WordPress community or whatever, where everybody kind of puts on their hay face, right? You know, their avatar is like, you know, their best picture or, you know, you know, everything is, is kind of edited before it gets, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's all kind of edited before it gets there. And it kind of gives, I think it's people that are struggling. It can give them a false sense of like, well, they've got it together. You know, uh, why can't I do this? You know, and I think, you know, one of the things I, you know, I think I want to mention is I've screwed up. I failed. I've got baggage. I've got health problems. You know, I've, you know, and I mean, I've worked through a lot of the stuff. I've healed some of the stuff, you know, I've learned a lot day, like, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I've been pretty successful. It's been kind of up and down, but I've, you know, thankfully been able to support my family and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's tough, it's hard and, you know, we struggle and we have issues and I think it was just refreshing. I think people were saying, well, this is really nice. You know, I, I thought I was the only one that struggled with this and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just, I, I think it helps when people are real and just share their baggage a little bit even, and just say, you know, it's not all, you know, nice shiny avatars and stuff like that it's real people with real struggles and and stuff like that random but no i don't think it's random at all i think you know there's a lot of uh smoke and mirrors on on social media and and everyone's just trying to go hard to get their jobs done but when you do let down the guard a little bit um you start to to learn that you're also in a community of people um, right. who all have their backstory, who all have their baggage and their, their, their struggles and their wins and, you know, things that they're celebrating and things that they're working on outside what they do for a job and what they do. And when you are immersed in um, particularly businesses where there's people working either in a freelance capacity or in, you know, small businesses working from home and things like that, you can be isolated. And, you know, if it's mm. all just business, 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 you're going to lose your hair. So I think that it's really um, important to take stock of that sort of thing. And I mean, if it took a, a post on Leaky Gut on the wrong wall, so be it. I must go and have a comment. I know that occasionally we do the, um, at, at WP Elevation, we occasionally sort of, everyone show what you, you know, who are your pets, who are your kids, kind of thing like that. And it's a closed community, but we, and, and we like to see the human side of people. Um, and we like to let that in because it's really important. And as you said, if we haven't got our health, we haven't got any of this stuff. So very important. And thank you for sharing that story with us. Um, so my last question before we, we wrap up, I just want to know, um, and you can keep this as short as you like or as, as long as you like, but I just want to know, what do you wish that you knew when you started? What 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 is the one thing that um, if someone had told you when you started, you could have saved yourself a lot of energy or a lot of time? Yeah, I would say uh, I'll share a couple things kind of right off the top of my head. Number one, uh, pace yourself. That would definitely be one thing. Um, It's so easy to kind of jump out and be like, all right, you know, the harder I work, the further I get. And, you know, I can kind of, you know, if I can, you know, get this to market before this person, then, you know, I'll have more market share and all that kind of stuff. And what, you know, what you end up doing is um, you're building really bad habits. And so you might be able to sustain that for a short period of time, but you're going to burn out really quickly. And then when you, even if you rest and get your energy, back, you've really learned some bad habits. So you're going to struggle trying to find a balance at that point. So I kind of, um, you know, I kind of went too hardcore early on. And then that kind of leads to another one, which is uh, feeling this, this idea that, um, uh, you know, like maybe you start to see other people doing things better than you and you start to see maybe different things coming out. Maybe you had an idea and they came out with that idea before you did or whatever. And I think, 
taking kind of smaller steps and being patient and recognizing that uh, a lot of these things are either fads or they'll come and go or, or, you know, sometimes the better position is to be second to market where you've had time to look and see where their customers haven't been dissatisfied and you can kind of hit those points. And it's just the idea of being a little more confident that time is not the enemy and that you can actually just take things as they go. Cause I know, for example, you know, I, I'm sure so many times over the last eight years, I've thought, you know, uh, oh no, I've got to get this done. I've got to do this quick. And I look back and I, and I can see historically now that, um, that there was no huge time crunch. And I just kind of killed myself trying to get to a certain place that I didn't really need to get to. And then the third thing I guess I would, I would mention is just um, the importance of being, figuring out what you're best at and focusing on that as best you can. Um, because, you know, the whole jack of all trades thing, the internet is full of people that try to be good at a lot of things. And so if you kind of do that as well, you're just going to blend in with the crowd and you're just going to be, it's, that's not a, a real good recipe for success. And so I would definitely say, you know, in the past, I, I have more and more, you know, it was just very easy for me to try to kind of please everybody and do do everything I could. And I realized that I was doing a lot of things that I'm just not good at. And so and it would show. And so, you know, that would that would uh, definitely be uh, something else that I probably uh, that I'm learning now. But, you know, you kind of look back and you're like, be nice if I had, you know, kind of hit that a little harder earlier on. But thank you. There is a lot of uh, FOMO, fear of missing out particularly in the internet world and, and you do see people doing things and throwing things out there rapid rapid pace into the market and it is a bit scary but I, I, um, I'm going to take note from you on the pacing it um, pacing it one because if you do it right and you do it well in, in, with the knowledge of perhaps other people's failings, then you're onto a good thing. <laughs> hey um, well, and not only that well not, one, of, one of the things I was going to add to that. Uh, just uh, the fact that uh, people see consistency over time and they respect that. Um, and one of the things about this business here, you know, I know I kept thinking about before the interview, I was just kind of thinking, you know, what's what are some things that I can kind of bring to the table that might be unique to, you know, other people? And I think one of the things from my perspective, um, you know, I develop tools for web designers, right? And I say web designers, consultants, whatever, you know, whatever you want to name them, people who build websites for with WordPress. And, um, and uh, if you do this long enough, you you realize how important it is uh, to be consistent for your customers because they're depending on you to build reliable, uh, continually updated and supported products that they can not only use to build their clients' websites with, but that they can uh, have their clients, you know, be happy that years down the road, that stuff's still working. It's still, you know, they're you know, still being updated and it makes them look good. And so, you know, it's, it's easy to throw out a good idea or whatever, but if a couple years down the road, uh, you kind of jump ship or, or just kind of go in a completely different direction, uh, that can leave your customers in a, in a bad spot. So I think, you know, the other thing is whatever you're doing, uh, recognize that if you're in this for the long haul, then the more consistent and reliable you can be, that might not, um, you know, that might not be a viral post on Facebook or whatever, but over the years, your customers will re notice that respect it. And I think you'll start to 
be more successful because of that. People want to be a part of that team or that community as opposed to the kind of like fly by nights. So yeah, beautiful. And oh, I think, yeah, when everything's moving so fast, just taking a step back and realizing that, you know, you've got a, an opportunity to put out quality and something that's scalable and something that's sustainable for, and particularly when you're creating products that people then cr use to create products for their own clients. You've got two layers of responsibility there. So um, that, is, that is great advice and great information and I can't wait to put all this together in a, um, put it all together so I can sort of take notes and keep it there on my whiteboard. Um, Eric, thank you so much. You have given us some awesome insight as to how we can look after our communities, whatever product it is that we are producing, and to look after ourselves in order to be able to continue to produce that um, product so that those communities still exist and so that you have a sustainable, wonderful way of looking after your family and your many, many boys and your beautiful wife by your own mission, I believe. I, um, just before we finish up, um, what's happening next for Cobalt? apps and where can we find you? Sure. Um, so uh, as you mentioned, you know, um, we're, you know, you kind of with the uh, with the way things are going, you know, you either have to kind of fight against, you know, other developers and other, you know, other products or whatever, or you work with them. And that's certainly the another huge trend over the last year or two, you know, more and more uh, companies and developers have kind of been working together and everything. So, I, you know, I've been definitely working some with Beaver, uh, Beaver Builder, and, you know, they've got their theme and their plugin. Um, but also, I've been um, just putting a lot of, you know, effort into kind of uh, rejuvenating some of my, you know, other products and everything for Genesis and stuff. So I, at this point, you know, um, I'm kind of taking it all in. I'm, um, there's a lot going on with the Beaver Builder. They came out with Beaver Themer. We're, you know, beta testing or alpha testing that right now and stuff. And um, that's pretty exciting and pretty cool. Um, but I'm also focusing on Genesis a lot and, uh, and dynamic and everything. So I'm in the process of kind of, um, I would say, uh, seeing the best way that Cobalt can provide for the vast differences of my customers' needs, you know, from the Genesis users or the Beaver Builder need, uh, users uh, to those who uh, want the drag and drop stuff, to those who want to stick with the kind of more, you know, traditional way of doing stuff. Uh, we're try I'm trying to focus on how I can best suit, uh, you know, my customers' needs uh, in different ways. And uh, so there's no kind of silver bullet for that. Um, it's just kind of uh, daily grind and everything right now. So nothing super exciting at the moment. But uh, as far as where you can find me, um, Facebook, you know, um, you know, Eric Ham or Twitter at Eric Ham. Those are kind of the two places, social media. So or cobaltapps.com. So awesome. Well, I'll put those links down the bottom for everyone to be able to get to you in one click or less. <laughs> Folks, if you want to hear more from Eric, please um, jump, jump on. And, and hit us up in the comments section. Um, we're happy to answer some questions and we'd love to hear who you would like to hear from next on the podcast. Um, please be sure to download the checklist that uh, is gonna be available at wpelevation.com forward slash Eric Ham. And I look forward to speaking to you all in my next podcast. Until then, go elevate.